Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Sunflower Spreads Podcast. <laughs> no, we're not restarting it. We're authentic on this podcast. And uh, <laughs> I am host one of two, Garrett Chad. And with me wearing his absurd Kirkland signature hoodie with the, the hood that <laughs> looks like <laughs> you look like uh god that dinosaur with like that weird rock on his head you know it's like a horn palpatine i mean no like the the actual uh, no not even the triceratops um. i don't know what it's called but <laughs> anyway winkler's here too so <laughs> how are you doing tonight chad um all right i uh this <laughs> pretty sleepy had a nice 10 hour day at work so were, I took a fat nap I after work say, you were napping. I woke up at 6.05 and then I was just like rolled on my back and I was like oh okay let me just lay here and then I'll get up and then I fell asleep for another like 40 minutes <laughs> so uh, classic I might be up a little late tonight who knows maybe I'll play some Civ some FIFA um, <laughs> who do you play I, as in Civ I'm right now I'm America just to start out when I first started the game, I didn't know, because I just clicked start game, and it just threw me into a game as China. Oh, and, you communist. You know, nothing against China, but they just kind of suck in the game, so. <laughs> Outside their homeland. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty weak. I got my, my ass kicked. I ended up just just surrendering, like, like three quarters of the way through the game, because there was literally no way I was going to win. I, I read somewhere that every Chinese, uh, like, dynasty or nation or whatever has always fallen after, like, 80 years. And we're coming up on, like, China's 80th year since, you know, they reunified after World War Two. Yeah. So you never know. This one might break it. So hey, we'll see. We'll see how Xi Jinping handles it. Xi Jinping. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cena. John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> We'll be discussing the final four and the last couple rounds of games. Winkler's pretty hot about this subject. Can we not? <laughs> I you say you said you had a rant. I, I rant I a lot. One. It's yeah, but past. like I always, you know, whenever, especially this season in football, particularly when Kansas, you know, they were actually good, so they would lose winnable games. I would be pretty pissed off on Saturday, and then we'd record on Tuesday, and I'd be pretty cooled off. But I would still rant. So you just got to channel that energy. Yeah. All right, and, do you want me to uh, start with the K-State game? or Since it was the first game, uh, K-State lost by three to yes, FAU? Yes, 79-76 to um, FAU. FAU beat Tennessee. K-State beat Michigan State. Michigan State, K-State is probably the best game of the tournament so far, by the way. Michigan State, K-State? Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. Um, truth be told, I fell asleep at halftime of that game. Did you miss the entire second half? The entire second that half. was you missed a <laughs> phenomenal game. Um, I because I was on like a Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. it was a Thursday because the the game that K State lost on was a Saturday. So that Thursday, I got off work. I was watching the game. I watched the first half. And it was very entertaining, and I've taken a nap at every single K State game <laughs> during March Madness, and so I took a nap. And, you know, okay, I woke up, there's 20 seconds left in overtime, and I watched the Cats win, you know, a, a good solid Cats victory, as I have in every other game. Uh, 
And then on Saturday, I did not take a nap, and look what happened. So, man, shame on me. That's crazy. Shame on me. Super people doubt sports superstitions. No, it's but they're they're real. (laughs) I swear. It's it's very real. I also have a pair of uh, Cosmo Cat underwear that I wear during K State games. (laughs) Were you wearing them? I was not when they lost. Wow, a double wham. Well, you would have had to wash them. A double jeans. So. I mean, I can't no, they're blame clean. Oh, they were clean. They were clean. They were well, they, ready to go. They were ready to go just for that game. <laughs> Why didn't you put them I on? I forgot. <laughs> oh, we were up till four playing Minecraft the day before. That's true, yeah. And the entire next day was just the same. Dude, yeah, we were up really late. <laughs> so, it was a good time, though. <laughs> the entire next day was a slog, and I just completely forgot. Um, yeah. Um, big L on my part. I, I lost it for Jerome Tang. That's on me. So, darn it. We're losing audio. That's why I'm slowly oh, talking. No. Ah! Okay, we're back. All right. <laughs> oh, edit that out. Five minutes. Okay. Three, two, one. Cosmo Cat underwear. <laughs> well, what what did you think of the cat's performance? Uh, which game? Michigan State game. I was happy the um because they won. Uh. <laughs> Obviously, rebounding was a huge issue in both games. A lot of offensive rebounds. Turnovers, although I've always said it, K-State's going to lose because of turnovers, and they didn't. And I was very surprised by that. You know, throughout the tournament, they actually took care of the ball pretty well. They took really care of the ball. And so I was very happy about that, and that's not how we lost because I really thought that's how they were going to lose. Who knows? You put them in the Final Four against San Diego State, I think that's how they would have (laughs) lost. San Diego State's – yeah, that probably would have – Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We'll get to San Diego State in a moment, though. But um, during the FAU game, it was a weird game because K-State, I felt like, controlled I most of the K-State game. I thought K-State for most of the game was probably the better team. There were a few yeah. spurts where FAU outplayed them, and it showed a lot of runs. You know, they say basketball is a game of runs. Some mm-hmm. games it's more uh, prominent than not. In this game, it was particular. It felt like both teams were just constantly yeah. going on 8-0 runs. So... Real back and forth. Marquise Noel played well. Keontae Johnson didn't play super well, and so I think that's what really sunk. That me was eyes. my big point: is he picked up two fouls early, had to sit most the uh, you know what I mean, most the first half. He came out of the second half. He was he played five ten minutes, picked up his third foul. He sat down for a little bit, came back onto the court, picked up his fourth, and that's what really kind of like took the when he picked up the fourth. That's kind of when the momentum shifted. Yeah, because he was kind of getting hot and everything. Picked up his fourth, had to go sit down, and then they put him in. I think he ended up fouling out. I'm pretty sure he ended up fouling out with like a couple minutes to go. And when he fouled out, I was like, "It's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it, <laughs> that's it, folks." There's yeah. like four minutes left. I was like, Ugh. "So that was a huge, huge factor in K State." I feel like losing because whenever you have both Norwell and Johnson on the court, they're like unstoppable. Oh but, yeah, well you, during the uh, Michigan State game, particularly whenever. Marquise Noel had to come out for a little bit with that ankle injury. Mm-hmm. K-State fell apart during that span, and Noel came back on one ankle, set a new tournament record for single-game assists uh, with 19. He had a 20.19 assist game, which is insane. Insane game. Uh, he also had, like, five steals or something. He was probably one of the – probably the best individual performance of this tournament other than Timmy's game against UCLA. I am not a Drew Timmy guy. I am a Drew Timmy hater, but I have to respect game. So I don't mind Drew Timmy. Like I don't have an opinion on him. Uh, 
you know, cool mustache, but he seems kind of cocky to me. So yeah, I know that's I don't know. He just kind of annoys me generally. So no, not completely. Um, uh, Marquise Mill also it'd be like pretty good against FAU. It's just I would have liked to see him try and get the last shot off. So I think that last play. Um, the plan was to dish it to the uh, big man. What's it? Whatever. Masu. Yeah, Masu. And then he was going to dish it back to Norwell on a fade, and he was going to take the shot. I think that's what the plan was. Of course, then he immediately got double teamed. Like, shouts out to FAU. That was a great yeah, trap. Yeah, they played a great defensive That possession. was a great trap. And they passed it to him with two seconds left. So he had to immediately – it was like a give-and-go type thing. And obviously he got trapped. Norwell came back to help. The play was designed for Norwell to get the ball. That's why Mazu never shot it. So – um, I, I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I've always been worried about Jerome Tang's X's and O's on the fly. Obviously, out of out-of-bounds out plays, I feel like he's very good. Or, or he's pretty good, I should say. He's pretty good on out-of-bounds plays. But um, that's been always my biggest concern with Jerome Tang is the X's and O's. Still love Jerome Tang. I think he gets the most out of his players. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, he is an excellent He's a very personable coach. Yes. You can tell he gets that most, the absolute maximum yes. effort out of his guys in a positive way. Yes. Um, very po- very much positive reinforcement. If he can develop more of that tactical side of the ball or get, you know, maybe a high-grade assistant who kind of handles that side of things, yeah. then I think K-State can be just fine in pretty much most situations. You know what he's probably the complete opposite of? What? Um, Greg Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polar he is the uh, anti Greg Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> like Greg I never thought about that. Greg Marshall's probably pretty good on X's and O's, even though I don't think he was very strong on it. I think that he was better in the early 2010s. Yeah, his, I mean, his his style of tactical basketball fit that era much better than what we saw whenever he was fired because he was still playing that mm-hmm. that bullshit low post offense yeah. with. No disrespect to Chad Rackloo Field, but I'm not running my offense through him in the post. Yeah, so I, yeah, it just it, I I because even whenever Casey had a chance with two seconds left to tie the game or five seconds left to tie the game, I was like, we're not gonna tie. <laughs> we're yeah. not gonna tie. Like I I just had a feeling, um, especially since we needed a three. I mean, the odds are already pretty low. You know what I mean? Outside of Mar- Mario Chalmers, like heave, like Kansas teams don't really. <laughs> hit shots late. <laughs> yeah, Fred Van Vliet <laughs> missed two game winners. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was depressing. Yeah. Uh, one of my uh, earliest memories of Wichita State basketball is they were the one seed in the Missouri Valley. I think this was 2000 and... Oh, what oh, year would that have been? Like 2008 or something like that. And they were playing Creighton. Was that when Garrett Stutz played? Yes. Oh. This was early Throwback. Stutz age. So like 2009, 2010, they were playing Creighton in the semifinal. And it was like, okay, which Stutz is going to win. They're going to win the next game against Illinois State and go to the tournament. And then Creighton beat us on a buzzer beater. And I think Illinois State ended up beating them and going to the tournament. And it was a super controversial call. I remember they gave Creighton like a couple seconds back on the clock. And anyway, Kansas just like the Olympics. With yeah, the Soviet Kansas Union. team. Yeah, well, the Creighton is the Soviets. So, oh. <laughs> just kidding. Those private school buses. <laughs> uh, so Kansas teams, I feel like generally in sports are pretty unlucky. 
Um, I mean, the Chiefs are kind of different just because, like, they're good now. They uh, used to be unlucky. John Calipari <laughs> called the Wildcats pretty lucky, so you never know. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I will say <laughs> against Calipari. Michigan State, Noel did have a pretty lucky heave at some point. Oh, yeah. I remember that because that was after he injured his ankle and the shot clock. They ju- he just caught the ball back and threw it. That was crazy. <laughs> um, but um, to be fair, he shoots, like, three of those a game. So yeah. eventually one's going to go in. It's strategy. So, <laughs> But, like, um, generally, I mean, in sports – I can't. I can't remember too many times where I can look at a situation and be like, "Wow, we got genuinely lucky." <laughs> I just this past year in sports, I've been so pessimistic. I've been pessimistic on the Chiefs. You know what I mean? The only team I've been somewhat optimistic about was K State football. And that was just because, like, I was like, you know, you're just cheering. Yeah. Like, even whenever K State went up against Alabama, I was like, you know, bad draw, but you never know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to be fair, in the first quarter of that game, you guys looked really good. And yeah, then with you took your shots and you didn't make them. And uh, I really feel like that's a game that if we kicked that field goal down the gold line and didn't onside the kick, you know what I mean? A game would have looked better, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it just, it's, we still lost. So. Yeah. The only chance we had to win it was to, you know, do what Kleiman did. And I still stand by that decision. Yeah, no, it's fine. No. Anyway, this is basketball this season. This is basketball season. And uh, the Cats, uh, yeah, the I don't just down the stretch, man. It just was like. FAU heated up. They went on like a, what was it, a 15-2 run. Yeah, I mean. You can't have that happen. What I've noticed is any time throughout the tournament, if a graphic pops up for a team and it says zero points scored in the yeah. last four minutes, that, that team ends up losing. losing. And it's almost at 100% success rate. Gonzaga didn't score for like, didn't have a field goal for 15 minutes in the second half or something yeah, like that. That was crazy <laughs> against UConn. Throws. Um, or sorry, not Gonzaga, U- UCLA. UCLA. Gonzaga did the same thing though in, in the, the second half game. against UConn. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, UCLA, I. A graphic popped up. UCLA was shooting like six for twenty-five or something. I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, that's rough." And uh, yeah, teams just seem to have gone cold at the worst times throughout the tournament. We'll go and shift over that UCLA game. Was that in the Sweet Sixteen versus Gonzaga? Yes. Yeah, that was a crazy game. And UCLA was cruising. I was very confident in my pick for the Bruins, and then yeah, they just completely froze up in the second half. Choked it. And then they they were down like six or something with like a minute left. And Gonzaga missed all their free throws. Yeah. Usually comes back, takes the lead with ten seconds to go, and then Gonzaga comes back and hits a logo three. And then Tiger Campbell fires one up, hits off the rim, and the Bruins fall to the Bulldogs. Yep. Sweet sixteen. Yeah, I was very sad that UCLA lost, especially since of how injury-prone they were. Yeah. Like, let's say they are at full strength and I did that, but like, eh, whatever, and they lost. <laughs> they did but. have several injuries. I think a full-strength UCLA team would have been probably one of the most dangerous in the tournament. Yeah, I think they would have pulled through, especially during that dry spell when just, they yeah. were just gassed. You could just tell that they were Yeah, because it was just Tiger Campbell and Hammy Hawkins yeah. trying to do everything. And they did. They played very good games. They had good tournaments, but... You know, two-man teams only going to get you so far in March. So, um, let's see. Who did UConn play? UConn, UConn played. Um, Arkansas. They beat Arkansas. They walloped Arkansas. Well, the Arkansas coach took his shirt off, and that's how. And he know. angered the basketball gods. You can't yeah. do that. <laughs> you can't <laughs> so, do that. <laughs> I mean, and I was talking about this with Ben Spain. Our shout out, Ben. Whenever you listen to this, um, that I think 
even if Kansas had slipped out against Arkansas, or Arkansas, I don't think they were gonna beat UConn. At UConn's all. getting hot the right time. UConn UConn's is very hot. Every single game for them has gone the exact same way. It's relatively close going into halftime. First five minutes of halftime is kind of a kind of a slog, and then all of a sudden they just flip a switch. Bang. They start hitting threes. They start Bang. running in transition. Bang. Getting stops. And, uh, yeah, they did that against Gonzaga as well. Yeah. I saw Drew Timmy get made to look like a small child several times by UConn's big men. So, very well-balanced team mm-hmm. for UConn. Um, and they get to take on the Miami Hurricane. Very guard-heavy team. Um, I'm surprised Miami made it out. I've bet against I was every very surprised they beat Texas. In the tournament. <laughs> I've bet against Miami every single game in this tournament. So I've lost a lot of money betting against Well, I, I talked about this with Ben, too, is that I don't know why, for some reason in my brain, I just look at Miami as like an irrelevant program. But they were the best team in the ACC probably this year. Uh, Pitt could make an argument. Pitt could make an argument. And uh, last year, they made the Elite Eight with pretty much the same roster. And they added Nigel Pack, former K-State Wildcat. Yeah, thanks. And uh, for some reason, my mind was just like, no, they suck. So, I mean, they had good matchups throughout the tournament. Their defense is horrible, though. It's 107th in the NCAA. Yeah, I know. But their guard play is so good on the offensive side of things that it just negates it. But that's Guard not going to work. Kind of what decides games in the tournament. Exactly, and since they have such, they have um, Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack, and those guys just fill up the stat sheet. So we'll see how they fare against UConn, um, and we'll flip over to San Diego State here. Dude, I should have stuck with San Diego State. I don't know why I flipped last minute. I was just like, oh, I don't want to be giving out bad picks. And then I gave out a bad pick. Yeah, so, I mean, our entire I prediction from last State. week is just com- entirely wrong. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But No need to go back and look at it. It's just wrong. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, so what yeah. happened in the San Diego State-Creighton game? I missed that because I know Creighton beat Princeton. So I was played. working a Sky Kings game, so I didn't get to see much of it. But the second half... Going into the second half, the score was like 37 to 41. Creighton was up. The game finished 58 to 57, San Diego State. These teams could not score the basketball for like 12 minutes. Yeah. Neither one. Neither of them. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, yep. I didn't completely see it, um, but there was a foul call on San Diego State. I saw last that, time. and I do agree that that was a foul because the dude grabbed him at his hip. You know what I mean? You but would you call it in that situation? Yes. Okay. Because it clearly affected his shot. Yeah. If somebody tackled Michael Jordan when he was doing the shot, would you okay. call well, that? Well, that's Michael Jordan. <laughs> this I'm... is San Diego State and Creighton. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you call it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm glad San Diego State won. I wanted to see them get through. I am a, I'm a big... I'm, I'm open for a UConn-San Diego State natty. I think that would be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but San Diego State... They're just very physical on the defensive side of the ball. They they pester teams. They created a lot of turnover pro, uh, problems for Alabama. I think Alabama had over 20 turnovers in that game. Um, and, yeah, it was just a great matchup for them, honestly. So, good job, Aztecs. They're winning by a grueling defense. 
See, that's the thing with Alabama. If you put pressure on them and you, like, get them to under five minutes and it's a close game, I feel like Alabama's going to fold. Well, know? yeah, because they Cause, didn't really. Because they either blow teams out or they lose. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple All games, games they squeaked away with. They had but... six losses this year, and each loss they had more than 20 turnovers. So, and Brandon Miller was not a great shooter this tournament. How was his assist? Not good either. His assists. He didn't shooters. set up his teammates very well either. Mm, interesting. Maybe he's got to translate that to his off off the court issues. Yeah. So our final four matchups here are San Diego State, the Aztecs making their first ever Final Four, and then we have the FAU Owls. This is the first time they've ever made it out of the first round. Who defeated the Kansas State Wildcats? Who get it like owls? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that means that the owls have uh, surpassed all of Nebraska balls just storied history, because guess who's never won a tournament game? Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> Big shouts out Connor Kearns, local Nebraska fan. Creighton has though, so at least he can. I don't think he's a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, on the other side of the bracket, we have the Miami Hurricane, coached by Jim Laranega, and uh, the Yukon Huskies, who are led by Coach Dan Hurley and guard Jordan Hawkins. I feel like UConn's kind of became a little bit of a blue bud the past couple of years. I mean, they've won four national titles just <laughs> since 1999. <laughs> Folks, we had to repeat this section. But, but yes, um, no, I feel like UConn is very overlooked um, in the course of basketball history just because they're more of a, a recent dominant program. And college basketball is kind of a sport that's more so dominated by – the traditional programs, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, I'd actually UCLA. disagree at this point. Um, I actually think that football is more of a dominated sport by the blue, by like the pa- football powerhouses. Well, I'm, I mean, than well, by basketball. Sorry, I translated my thoughts wrong. I okay, mean, like a me. lot of the media is always focused on the traditional blue bloods, you know, like you never hear the media say, "Oh, dominant program, UConn." Yeah, you know, Kansas. UConn has the same amount of recognized national titles as Kansas in, like, a quarter of the time. Yeah. And Kansas is regarded as a top three program of all time. How many titles does Kansas have? Kansas has four. 1952, 1988, 2008, 2022. I mean, they've lost in the title game probably, like, three or four. They lost to Mello in Syracuse. They lost to Kentucky in 2012. They lost a couple of. They lost to. Uh, who'd they lose to? They lost to Indiana at some point in the yeah. 80s, I think. Um, so, I mean. And you guys won in 88, right? Yes. Yeah, that was the year that K State, I felt like, had a better team with Mitch Richmond. Danny Manning! I remember that year. <laughs> oh, yeah? You're a fond, fond I was year for you? 10 years old. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, UConn's kind of up there as this new age blue blood, kind of on the same. Standing as Villanova, you know, Villanova's a program, thanks to Jay Wright, has a lot of good recent history, a few national titles under their belt. Nova um, has what, one or two? They have two or three. I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. Um, so, I mean, UConn is, they're a respectable program. So, mm-hmm. their coaches during that time span were, I mean, they've got three with Jim Calhoun, three wins with Jim Calhoun. Then we had Kevin Ollie win one with Jim Calhoun's recruits. Now we have Dan Hurley competing for one, one of the Hurley brothers. They're an odd bunch. 
I heard this. I was uh, ESPN was just on, and Dan Hurley was giving an interview, and he was talking about how he feels like he relates so much to the UConn brand because he was raised by the dogs. Oh boy! <laughs> which is kind of a sick quote, but it was just very odd. Villanova has won three national titles: nineteen eighty-five, eighty-five, twenty sixteen, and twenty eighteen. Yeah, so... Uh, Do you remember oh. the, the, the kickback year where the dude flipped it behind him? And yeah, the dude hit the that's three. what Gonzaga did against UCLA. Ooh, um, that's like one of my favorite uh, NCAA tournament plays. That was a great game. They were oh, like, they traded game. buckets for like the last yeah. five seconds. North, and that's where we got the crying... No, we didn't get the crying... We got a crying Jordan meme. Yeah. It wasn't the crying Dude, Jordan remember meme. the crying Jordan meme? Dude, bring it back. I mean, it never really laughed. <laughs> you still see that on Twitter every now yeah, and then. Yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah... It's just sad how, you know, your basketball team just gets to the lead eight every year and just can't win it, just can't get there. Hey, uh, do you know the last time a West Coast team won a national championship? 1967, it was UCLA. Technically, yeah, unless you, or no, it's not 1967. <laughs> it, was, it was UCLA. <laughs> it was much earlier, or much later than that. 76? No. 80? No. 90s? In the 90s. Oh, God. Who was it? UCLA. Chris. Oh, well, no. I know the team. I'm talking about who was on it. Oh, I don't know. Chris Paul? <laughs> <laughs> no, they won in 1995. That is the last time, unless you want to count Arizona in 97, that's the last time a West Coast team won a national championship. That's kind of crazy how, um, dang, that is wild. Can San Diego State break that this year? Yeah. So that's an underrated storyline there. Um... It's also it's very interesting how basketball has become very much dominated by East Coast and Midwestern teams. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Because really the last that. two champions are Kansas and Baylor. Mm-hmm. This year, there are no, they're all coastal teams. So, no Midwestern champion this year. But we've got a Northeast, a Southeast, West Coast, and uh, two Southeast teams. Yeah, Miami, two Florida teams. Yeah. What would you think of an all Florida championship? I'd actually be kind of for it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I'd still watch it. Like, I'm well, not trying to say I wouldn't. I would watch it, obviously. But um, I think the prime matchup would be San Diego State UConn. Like, that's what I'm rooting Southwest for. Southwest versus Northeast. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, Who'd you cheer for in that? I'd probably go for the Aztecs. See, oh man, I really think San Diego State is sick. And I think I would flip my allegiance from UConn to San Diego State for that game. Oh, you're a Husky, goddamn. Well, I've been cheering for the Huskies since Kansas got Freaking blue blood. Over oh, here. yeah. Blue but blood. I've been cheering for San Diego State on the other side of the bracket as well. So I think I would flip to San Diego State for that game just to see mm-hmm. them win a natty. I think that would be awesome. I do so. think UConn beats Miami. I do as well. We can get into our, our picks and stuff for that here. I think FAU beats uh, San Diego State, though. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I think San Diego State's too good defensively. The thing with FAU is that they're just a really good all-around team. It's just going to be if FAU can make their buckets, Yeah. if they can make their tough shots, then they'll be fine. Because San Diego State has multiple games in this tournament where they've only scored 50 points. Like, in the 50s, I mean. Yeah. So very much a physical defensive team, and it, it's really just going to come down to FAU's shot making. John L. Davis is a great player; they've got some shooters out there surrounding him. So just like in Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's perfectly possible for FAU to win this game. Um, 
I mean, I, I think FAU, FAU literally be, has the best record in the country. The only yeah. reason FAU is a nine seed is because they were in the CUSA. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if they were in any other conference, they would have been a three, four, or five seed. Did you see that um, per payout, the CUSA, like the payout per team, the CS, CUSA made the most money per conference? Really? They had $10 million and they had one team. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the Big 12, of course, made a lot more, but the per team was a lot yeah. less. So <laughs> they got paid $10 million for one team. I think on the other side here, I think UConn, I think they're probably just going to handle Miami. I think Miami will be in it oh, up to I a think certain point. This is UConn's tournament to lose now. Like, I think they have the best team remaining. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's they're, they're balanced like... FAU, I'd say, I mean, they've got decent big men, but it's their strength is certainly in their guard play, yeah. John L. Davis especially. But UConn literally has strong players all over the court. They have good front court depth in the back court. They have Jordan Hawkins. He's been going crazy the entire tournament. Down low, they have this seven-foot-tall white dude that made Timmy look like a dwarf. Yep. Um, they have Sango as well. He's just a dog in the paint. <laughs> um, so, I mean... Offensively and defensively, UConn is better than all of these teams. That's just how it is. But it's March Madness, you know? So I do think they beat Miami. Now the national championship is a different talk. <laughs> so the one thing that I want to pick Miami for is that nobody's saying Miami's going to win this game. Nobody's saying Miami should even be in this game. Like, you'd be willing to lay probably up to 9.5 points with UConn in this game, would you? Oh, yeah, they've won by an average of 21 points. <laughs> but that's my point, is that everyone's counting out Miami. And that's the reason why I'm kind of like, oh, shoot, Miami's probably going to win this game. <laughs> because that's how every single game I've seen Miami play, like match up against these teams, everyone's like, oh, Miami's going to get blown out. Oh, Miami's going to get blown out. You know, I uh, going back to the Elite Eight, I parlayed the K-State and UConn spreads. And I really wish I had just done them singular because K-State kind of screwed me out of a lot of money. Yeah. But because UConn's spread was, I think, one and a half or two and a half yeah, points. I and I I was all over that. That uh, was a very good spread. <laughs> I was on Zaga. I don't really? Know why. I just felt like Gonzaga was going to get going. I, I bought into the narrative that Zaga would win it in the year that nobody paid attention to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is the first year that everyone's like, no one said watch out for Gonzaga, and they beat UCLA. And so I was like, oh, man, this is the year that they might, you know, actually be able to pull it off, and, you know, didn't happen. So <laughs> didn't happen. So, you know. Well, we all know that I think that Gonzaga are every year a bunch of frauds, oh. and I've yet to be proven wrong. Oh. So <laughs> I mean, it's fair, but, I mean, they've had some very memorable teams. No, they have. I mean, that year Baylor, well – Baylor, yeah. Baylor dismantled them in that national yeah. championship game. Baylor that was a phenomenal team, though. That was a great Baylor team. You can't really fault they lost Gonzaga two games all year, I think. So. Yeah, you can't fault Gonzaga for that, in my opinion. And then, let's see. They lost to North Carolina in the final mm. four the year before. Do you remember the Frank to Tank Wisconsin Badgers? Yeah. Dude, I don't know why. And Sam Decker. I always, I always think back to him like whenever it's this time of year. I'm always like, man, that's. I mean, it was a very memorable existed. team. It was just that like they beat the undefeated Kentucky team. Dude, that was probably like the most watched uh, like Final Four game of all time. Or not like outside the championship. Does that make sense? Like outside the championship, that's probably the most watched Final Four game of all time. I don't have numbers in front. Frank of Frank the Tank. 
outplayed Carl Anthony Towns in a Final Four game. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, God, that Kentucky team is wild too. Yeah, they were. I mean, obviously they were very good. They were undefeated up to that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there have been some memorable teams throughout March Madness history. Do you have any other favorites that come to mind off the top of your head? That Shocker team with uh, Clanton. Oh Lee. yeah, duh. That's probably my favorite basketball team of all time. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it's not even. And they lost to a team that got their wins vacated. Yeah, Kevin Ware. That was. They lost to a team where a dude snapped his leg. That was. That was that such was a that year. was such a BS storyline. Uh, you know. Yeah, I know you faked it. It was all pretty. It was fake. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just, I'm just nah, kidding. but the get that game, fuck that game, haunts me to this day because they, they had, a chance, they to had a chance to win, and uh, Rick Pitino pulls this white dude that's played in like six games all year, and he comes in and makes four threes off the bench. Love it. And I was like, that's sneaky. Rick. How does that happen? <laughs> Investigate John. him for that. Saint John. And also. Very controversial jump ball call. Not a lot of people remember this one. I don't. Um, Dick Vitale on the call even said that it was a bad call. They called a jump ball in which Ron Baker got physically assaulted by two Louisville players and smacked in the face. Love it. And then Louisville got the ball and scored and took the lead with very minimal time. Oh, and even Dick Vitale's like, hey, man, that's a bad call. That's not awesome with a capital A. Um, and I was like, yeah, Dick Vitale, you're spitting. Fred Van Vliet was on that team too, right? Fred and Ron. That oh, was my Fred's, gosh. Dude. That was Fred's freshman year. Yeah. I remember watching Fred Van Vliet earlier that year before they went to the Final Four. You know, when everyone was just like, oh, this is a good soccer team. But, like, you know, nobody thought Final Four. And I remember I was like, man, this guy reminds me a lot of Angel Rodriguez. And who would have thought that Fred Van Vliet would have a better career than Angel Rodriguez? <laughs> All-star. NBA All-star. <laughs> I know, Fred right? Van Vliet. Yeah, that team had Carl Hall, Clanthony Early. Baker, Malcolm Armstead, uh, Fred, obviously. I'm trying to think about it. I think Takel Cotton was on that team. Yep, a young Takel Cotton. Uh, I don't really remember the big men too much, but Cotton was a big man, right? No, he's a he's a small forward. But yeah, a forward. Um, I don't remember who our center was. I think it was that that really tall guy. Those were the best uniforms. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> the sh the shocker script on him. Yeah. Those are the best uniforms we've ever had. All right. All other right. than our throwbacks, in my opinion. I like them more than what we have now. I agree. I agree. The What we have now is pretty garbage, but, you know. Under Armour. Under Armour. Under Armour. I actually like Under Armour as a brand. I mean, I'm not saying Jersey I think brand. they make pretty ugly clothes. Ooh. I have an Under Armour hoodie somewhere. Do you want me to go put that on? Sure. I mean, obviously Kirkland's better, but. Yeah. You know. I mean, their shoes are ugly, and they're not very good as far as basketball shoes go. Um, most teams with their uniforms are have ugly uniforms because they all have that weird block font, mm -hmm. except for like Cincy because that's just like their school brand. Yeah, but the rest of them have that pretty ugly block font. Yeah, which I don't. That. I hate but... how our I see the script on those jerseys is too small. It's not big enough. You can barely see it. I'm just screen. And the, the block font just isn't Wichita State's brand at all, in my opinion. No, it's not. I agree the script. Now I'm thinking background. The script is better. But and I think all Wichita State. Are you State talking about the ones that said Wichita and then State on the bottom? And they were like like the Jordan uniforms we had for a little bit? I honestly can't remember. I'm sorry. 
It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, we had those script uniforms, and then we had. Um, I honestly don't pay attention to uniforms that much. I just remember I bought a jersey that was from the Final Four. Like it wasn't a Final Four jersey. It was like something off DH Gate that made it the Final Four. <laughs> and um, I just remember it, was, it just wasn't that good of a jersey, but it was because it was DH Gate, yeah. not because of Wichita State. Our white uniforms so. were actually they were pretty basic, but they were nice. They just said Wichita State, nice. Not not the Under Armour block font, but the pr- traditional block font, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we had the light gray script jerseys, too, that looked great with white shoes and socks. We used to have very clean uniforms. Now we don't, and it Sad. sucks. Sad. I will never forgive Wichita State for switching to Under Armour. So do you think Paul Mills will revitalize the old uniforms since Jerome Tang did? Drum I would love that. And they're both uh, Baylor guys. Yeah. So you never know. He might revitalize it. I'd love for Paul Mills to walk into like the equipment room and just be like, burn them. Burn all of them. We're getting new uniforms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, does Wichita State and K-State play this year? Ooh, that's a good question. Because they played, they played the yeah. current year, obviously. But next year, I mean, do you think they play next year? I, I hope, hope so. Do. That'd be electric. That'd be fun. I might Paul Mills and Jerome Tang, yeah. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope Wichita State plays Missouri again too. What do you like better, the Shocker, uh, you know, what I mean script or whatever that's all like you know flowy, or the Chiefs like Chiefs? That right there. This? Yeah. Oh, I like the Shocker script more. Like I'm a this? sucker for a script. Okay. I like my favorite Kansas uniforms are the one where they have a script. I like your guys's Wildcat mm-hmm. script uniforms. No, I'm just trying to think of case. I, I think the K-State's best uniforms are also the most god-awful ones, or the... The, <laughs> the, the, lab, the, lab, the lavender ones. Lavender with, the with dark purple. Those are pretty cool, though, man. I like those. I, I, I like whipping those out for big games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whip it out for a KU, Just like K-State. the most, like, egregious color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrendous, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. I am, uh... I don't really... I mean, you know, it's the Chiefs, so... I mean, we're stuck with it, because that's what we've had forever, but... I'm not... The biggest fan of the Chiefs font here, but it is what it is. I don't mind it. It's not my worst thing. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. So let's go back to games real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you have UConn over Miami. I do. And San Diego State over FAU. I do. I have the exact same, except I have FAU over San Diego State. So you have one of two. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I think uh, UConn is the better team, and I think they should get it done. But screw it. I'm going with the Owls. The Owls are going to win a title. Screw it. I don't care. That would be no- Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I would cheer for UConn in that sense of an FAU-UConn matchup, even though it would be pretty cool to see. Like, I wouldn't be mad if FAU won. You know what I mean? I just think <laughs> UConn's probably the best basketball team. They play the best ball. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you at all. I think UConn will win. I'm I just think, saying, I'm going to go FAU for fun. Yeah. I mean, all four of these teams are very deserving before they Who are. do you think has the best chance to beat UConn? I think San Diego State has a better chance than FAU, just literally because of their defense. Yeah, and they can fair. cause so many problems. FAU will keep it close with whoever seen, they play with. I feel like. I or, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, San Diego State. I meant to say that. I, I think either way, the national championship is probably going to be close. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it is. So you think Miami gets blown out. out? I don't think they get blown out. I don't think it's a 21-point game like how UConn's beat everyone else I think it's probably a 10 point game but I I don't know if it's close in the sense that it's a back and forth battle at the end where UConn just kind of pulls out I think it's probably a consistent Mm -hmm. UConn 7 to 12 point lead the entire time Miami makes a late run with about 5 minutes left cuts it to like 4 and then 
Yeah, something UConn, happens or UConn it gets a big momentum swing and pulls it out by like ten. I mean that's fair. I think uh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely be on UConn against Miami, but I bet against Miami every single game. They've lost every and I've lost every single bet. So <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm riding with the Huskies, so you never know. <laughs> All right. Um, so you have an FAU versus UConn, and I have FAU winning it. You have FAU winning it all. All right, I've Just got San fun. Diego State and UConn winning. I would cheer for San Diego State, but I think UConn would win. UConn think, easily has the best team, yeah, and they're the hottest right now. I just uh, UConn hasn't really played a team with a defense as good as San Diego State's. The only comparable team is probably St. Mary's. Yeah, like I mean, and even then, as soon as UConn picked up the tempo, St. Mary's is such a slow team that it just didn't matter. Do you ever realize that Creighton's a team that will always get so close to the Final Four but never will reach it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well, why I would never ever they're always, they're always They kind of have the same roster build every year almost yeah. where it's like a big lot guy. of streaky shoot, A yeah. good big guy, a lot of streaky, streaky shooters. shooters. And that's why, you know, they're pretty good in the regular season. They're always going to make the tournament. They're going to drop some gimmies because, again, they have streaky shooters all over the court. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then they get to the tournament. And they have a streaky shooting game, and they lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because old Greg McDermott. I also think he San molds Diego his State, teams after Doug. <laughs> yeah, I also think San Diego State's a little lucky to be here. I mean, despite I do agree that the the shot was a foul. They probably could. They there was a they. I think Creighton hit a shot at the end. I want to say Creighton hit a shot at the end. They waved it off. Oh, did they? I yes, they hit a they hit a shot at the end. They hit like a half court heave or a three point heave or something well, like that. Well, you could say FAU's but they lucky waved to be it here. No, no, Creighton. I know, but then, I mean, you could use that for like any team here other than like UConn. I don't know. I feel like FAU's handled their teams pretty. Handy. They should have lost to Memphis. Memphis got screwed. Right. <laughs> right, I forgot about that. Well, Memphis players are fighting on the bench. I don't you know. FAU should have won that. I mean, I'm glad FAU beat Memphis. <laughs> I don't like Memphis. <laughs> like... FAU, Memphis's players are fighting on the bench. That negates everything about Memphis, <laughs> in my opinion. Penny Hardaway, what are you doing? <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm glad Memphis lost. Mm-hmm. Not a Memphis guy at all. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Dang. Or Shocker fans, not Tiger fans. You know, I'm trying to think of any team that I relatively enjoy with the name Tiger, and I can't think of one. Tiger? Like like uh, Tiger Woods. Bang. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's the GOAT, so. Yeah. yeah. No, but like LSU, I don't really like. JT I likes LSU. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, I don't like Missouri. I don't like Memphis. I don't mind Memphis. I think they're going to be Oh, one Princeton my... was the Tigers. I didn't mind them. In football, I think they're going to be one of my favorite American teams. Memphis? Yeah. That's crazy. In football, I should that's say. Tra- I know. That's so crazy. I mean, my American team is Navy. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't like them. <laughs> they're not an American, you know what I mean? Yeah, but school. they're Wichita State football They're more of a Chinese. Team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Chinese they're getting, they're coach. They're soft. <laughs> Little soft baby liberals. <laughs> well, they fired their coach. I'm sorry. I'm off. Yeah, I'm actually I'm really off. pissed about that. I'm off. So I'm off Navy if they're bad this year. If they're good, I'll be like, oh, all right, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no. Coach Ken should not have been fired. That was no, Coach Ken should not have been fired. I am very upset about that. Um, you have one bad year, and the service academy says, you know UTSA is in the American now. Oh, yeah, Don't I could runs. be a UTSA guy. Alma Dome. Yeah, all right. The Alma Dome should be the only dome in college football. No, nah, well, in you know, the Idaho have, Dome. In the Idaho yeah, I was going to say. In the Fargo Dome. Those three. Those yeah. are the only three domes you can have. Eliminate all other domes. 
play the yeah. national championship outside. Yeah, we've had this discussion. You play it, and play it, uh, play it in like Anchorage, Alaska, Green Bay, <laughs> Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, we're Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> I think Green Bay would be insane. Yeah, I mean Snow it's a pretty game. big stadium. Get that or, stupid you could spread even, off the field. If you wanted a, a a even bigger stadium, you could just go to the Big House in Ann Arbor. 104,000 people. No, because if Michigan makes it, you don't want them to have a home field advantage. They're not. It's Michigan. I might actually put a future on Michigan this year. Really? Yes. I don't know anything about their roster this year. Do they have a better quarterback than Shea Patterson? Is that the guy from last year? Yeah. I thought I think he's coming back. <laughs> Am I Is wrong he? about that? I don't know. I haven't paid attention at all. Because Penn State's quarterback graduated. Yeah, Sean they, Clifford. They brought back... I don't think Shea Patterson was the quarterback. Was it not McCarthy? Oh, it was J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, Patterson McCarthy. was before McCarthy. Yeah, my bad. I was going to say. I was like, McCarthy's not terrible. No, and actually he played very well against TCU. I mean, outside the two fumbles on the goal line or whatever, the two turnovers they had inside the red zone. I mean, You're right. Michigan I was unjustly hating Michigan. That's, yeah. They have Blake Corum back as well. They're yeah. probably going to be pretty good. They're going to be very good, I think. Um, now, can they beat Ohio State? I think so. Um, can they win the Big Ten? I think so. So that means they're in the playoff. Nah, Maryland's going to win. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just Is Talia even back? <laughs> yeah. Talia's coming back for a year, another year. Talia might be Ohio State. They should beat Ohio State this year. I th- I don't think Ohio State's going to be. I mean, I think Ryan Day was born on third, so he I, sucks. I think I think Ohio State's still going to go like ten and two when I say not good. I think that's point. still one of my favorite comments an opposing coach has ever made about another coach. Was that Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, he said that guy was born on third base. He's never had to fight for anything in his life. That's real hatred, yeah. and that is awesome. Because I don't want to put a future on Georgia just because I don't like Georgia. I don't want to cheer for them. So I might put one on USC and Michigan. Those are my two teams. Yeah, I had fun with Georgia this year, but I'm good. I don't want to see Georgia win another one for a yeah, couple of years I, at least. Especially just with- I like Kirby Smart, and I like Georgia as a program. Um, I will never forgive the the score they ran up on the TCU. I don't. Were they even trying to score? I don't think so. I think TCU just gave up. I agree, but still. You know, I've liked Georgia ever since. Uh, well, not liked, but like they've always. I've never disliked them because when I was a kid, uh, my uncle was a priest in Atlanta, and he would come back. And he brought this Georgia Bulldogs like stuffed animal with him, and it would play the Georgia fight song. And so it was real catchy. Okay. And so I've always kind of like, kind of just like, oh, yeah, Georgia. Yeah. See, that's how I am with USC. My dad brought me a USC shirt um, from Boeing because during the Boeing strikes in Wichita, back when Boeing was in Wichita, they had a strong union and the union would always go on strikes. And they'd beat up all the people that had crossed the picket line. Whoever got beat up had to wear this USC shirt. And it stood for You Suck Club. But it was is that year. where you got You Suck yep. Club from? <laughs> yeah. And so it was this long sleeve USC shirt. And it was red. It had USC and gold. It had a Trojan on it and everything. But I remember it, you used to wear it. You cut but, the sleeves off. Yep. I still have it. It's just like, you know, it's a rag now. Like, yeah. it barely covers my body. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it stood for You Suck Club. And then they'd give it to employees who got beat up in the picket line That's- from the union strike workers. <laughs> Well, that pretty much covers everything. Uh, good old talk, Wichita news. Good old Wichita news. Good old basketball. Covered football a little bit. Uniform talk. Uh, 
I'm excited yeah. for Paul Mills' next season. You know, season. actually, fun fact, if Virginia Tech wins the Women's National Championship, K-State will officially be the only Power 5 school to never win an NCAA-accredited national championship. I'd love to hear it. Love to hear it. But that, South Carolina is going to win the Women's Championship, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> Either, is, is Iowa or South Carolina going to win? Iowa is playing South Carolina. They're Iowa's feisty. very good. If Kaitlin Clark drops 40 again, they could very well win. But, but Aaliyah won't. Boston is so goddamn good that I don't think it matters. Goddamn. Good old WM... Not WNBA. <laughs> NCAA women's basketball. <laughs> Almost WNBA. Oh, but, I mean, WNBA, they got a super team over in uh, New York. Oh, yeah? The uh, the New York Liberty. They have, like, the five best players in the league. Don't they the have, like, three of them from UConn? Yeah, they've got uh, Brianna Stewart <laughs> yeah. left Seattle. That pissed me off a little bit, not going to lie. Uh, they have Sabrina Ionesco and... Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the other people's names, but they got a super team. Las Vegas is going to be good again uh, with Kelsey Plum. She's a baller, real hooper. Uh, so those teams are probably going to end up in the finals. There we go. Sue Bird retired, so Seattle's back oh. in the trenches. Is Brittany Griner going to come back? She's on Phoenix. She's going to She's on the Phoenix Mercury. I, I completely forgot she got arrested. Yeah, she is going to play. She's probably going to be good because she's just good Brittany at basketball. Griner. Yeah. What she was doing over in... Russia, She's so. probably hooping in the in the prison. Oh god! <laughs> hey, they get rec time. Um, no, <laughs> actually, I don't think she actually. did. Actually, I don't think she did get rec time. So she's no, getting. No, she, she was kept in like. In yeah, the, that's yeah. messed up. Anyway, that's your WNBA talk. <laughs> maybe well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll research. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So have one pod after the championship and go on yep. a little break. We'll discuss the championship summer after hiatus. the championship. Going a little spring break. I do have a little announcement. Okay. Uh, I'm starting to read uh, Trading Bases by Joe Petra. Um, it's about how to gamble in baseball. Okay. I realize that we are reaching a point that there's no sports. We're going to have better. to talk about baseball. <laughs> Maybe like a 15-minute well, pod. I'm not going to do a weekly podcast. No, I mean, I'm not going to do a weekly I'll, podcast I'll, I'll, I'll on baseball. Up, we'll do, we can do one podcast a month, just kind of give updates and previews on uh you know, on the Yales. On KU Jayhawks sports, uh, like K-State sports. K-State if Wichita football. State gets any transfer news or something, mm-hmm. we can talk about that. Football will start. We'll, we're getting back into spring training camp here for football. Dude, so late July, early August hits, you best better believe. You're going to have full coverage coming at you from the Sunflower Spreads. college football. Yeah. I'm going to increase my unit sizes by double. I've said this. I'm like at the end of almost every pod, but I'm genuinely, I can't believe I'm genuinely excited for college football other than the fact that I like college football as a yeah. sport and the fact that I can like my team and be excited about who's playing quarterback this and was, who's coaching. Yeah, this is a big shout out to um, like sports, sports gambling, like legalized sports betting. Because like I never cared. Like I was it's inc- real- it has you know it has its drawbacks obviously but it's genuinely increased my knowledge about teams that oh, I yeah. would not have prior. No, I literally had to cover every or like research every single team in college football yeah. and college basketball to like. Make that's these why bets. this tournament. That's why I made so much money in the first round because I actually researched yeah. the teams. No, you did a great job. Thank you. Oh, my final score for that was uh, eighteen for thirty three. It's over half, so we'll take it. We made money overall. Oh, in the I think first made round. eighteen and thirty-three. No. Like, that's terrible. No, eighteen for thirty-three. So I was eighteen and fifteen. Yeah, pretty good. What we're over, over five hundred. 
It's like probably 57% or something no, like that. Good job, good job. Not bad. We made money on the first round of the tournament. After that, I kind of fell off because yeah. I stopped doing research on the matchups and mm-hmm. how they would stack up against each other. But I had a chance for my account to hit 300, and I, it, it faltered. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still at 250, but you get my point. Is that I had a bunch of futures placed on Alabama, Texas. So I just needed one of like the one and two seats to win a national title, and none of them did. So <laughs> it was the one year that no one or two seats made it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy. Well, U- UConn's a four or five seed, right? Four. Four. Dang, that's they the are the seed. highest seed that's remaining. Uh, Miami and San Diego State are fives, and FAU is a nine. That's insane. It's honestly insane how FAU is a nine seed. Yeah, I mean they have the best record in the country, and. Uh, yeah, the tournament, the, the committee did a pretty bad job with seeding this year, in my opinion. I mean, to be fair, it was a very hard year to seed. Yeah, but like, I mean... <laughs> I, I do agree, if you the seeds were egregious. UConn was a top five team in offense and defense on Ken Palm, and they were a four seed. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. FAU had the best record in the country, and they were a nine seed. Yeah, KU had a gauntlet to go through. They yeah. Gonzaga, UConn, and UCLA all in their thing. Yeah. What a freaking gauntlet. And probably the best, well, I mean, not the best, the most talented nine seed with Arkansas, but yeah. obviously not the best because that's just, they're just playing pro ball over I'd there. I'd honestly so. rather have K-State or um, Texas's seed, you know what I mean? Over oh, yeah. <laughs> easy. I think if KU had Alabama seed, I think they'd be in the Final Four. I would... Ooh, ag- over the Aztecs, though. That I think it's the only game. team that I think KU could have lost to. Yeah. So, I agree. That's well. But, All right. Wrap it up. All right. Well, thank you for listening once again. We'll have one more pod, as mentioned previously, after the national championship to kind of talk about what a great season it was in college basketball. Because it was. I think this is one of my favorite seasons in a while, despite the KU outcome, just because it was a, a pretty topsy-turvy year. It was a fun year, no Blue Bloods, except for UConn and the Final Four. Uh, and then after that, go on a little spring break. We'll be back with little tiny updates about what little baseball knowledge we have. The Royals will be bad, probably. Um, As always. And I'll talk about my fantasy baseball team. I joined a fantasy baseball league. Oh, I'm actually intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, so my friends that I worked with in the summer the last couple of years were like, hey, you want to start a baseball league? I was like, yeah, let's do a baseball league. And uh, so we're going to be doing that. And we'll talk about recruiting news here and there, maybe some spring football. And, oh, maybe some XFL updates in there. We've completely forgot about the XFL the last yeah, like, three weeks. Yeah, you kind of fell off for me. I it know. did. It did. Seattle beat Houston, and I stopped paying attention. So, Sad. Anyway, maybe we'll try that again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but other than that, thank you for listening once again, and we'll see you when we see you.